Our scripture lesson this morning is drawn from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 13. Saul reigned one year, and when he had reigned two years over Israel, Saul chose for himself 3,000 men of Israel. 2,000 were with Saul in Michmash and the mountains of Bethel, and a thousand were with Jonathan in Gibeah of Benjamin. The rest of the people he sent away, every man to his tent. And Jonathan attacked the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba, and the Philistines heard of it. Then Saul blew the trumpet throughout the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. Now all Israel heard it said that Saul had attacked a garrison of the Philistines, and that Israel had also become an abomination to the Philistines. And the people were called together to Saul at Gilgal. Then the Philistines gathered together to fight with Israel, 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen, and people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude. And they came up and encamped in Michmash to the east of Beth-Avon. When the men of Israel saw that they were in danger, for the people were distressed, Then the people hid in caves and thickets and rocks and holes and in pits, and some of the Hebrews crossed over the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. Then he waited seven days according to the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. So Saul said, Bring a burnt offering and a peace offering here to me. He offered the burnt offering. Now it happened, as soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering, that Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him, that he might greet him. And Samuel said, What have you done? Saul said, When I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that you did not come within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered together at Michmash, then I said, The Philistines will now come down on me at Gilgal, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore I felt compelled and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Then Samuel arose and went up from Gilgal to Gibeah of Benjamin, and Saul numbered the people present with him, about six hundred men. Saul, Jonathan his son, and the people present with them remained in Gibeah of Benjamin, but the Philistines encamped in Michmash. Then raiders came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned on to the road to Ophrah, to the land of Shul. Another company turned to the road to Beth Horon, and another company turned to the road of the border that overlooks the valley of Zeboim towards the wilderness. Now there is no blacksmith to be found throughout all the land of Israel, for the Philistines said, Lest the Hebrews make swords or spears. But all the Philistines would go, all the Israelites would go down to the Philistines to sharpen each man's plowshare 
his mattock, his axe, and his sickle. And the charge for sharpening was a pin for the plowshares, the mattocks, the forks, and the axes, and to set the points of the goads. So it came about on the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people who were with Saul and Jonathan, but they were found with Saul and Jonathan his son. And the garrison of the Philistines went out to the pass of Michmash. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sermon is actually going to be from the psalm that we just sang, but a brief commenting on the scripture passage we just heard. There are three things out of this very meaty passage I would like to pull forward. One is God takes very seriously the issue of who he anoints. We are told in several places in scripture that God is no respecter of persons, and this is absolutely true. Before God's face, no man stands higher than any other man, and God does not really care the social standing of a man. But paradoxically to that, when God anoints a man for ministry, he anoints a man for a specific ministry, and God is not real fond of sloppiness. In this passage, you have Saul offering a burnt offering to God, and the average observer would say, this is a right and pious thing to do. He is getting ready to fight a battle against the enemies of God's people. Uh, He wants to offer a a sacrifice to God before that happens. How very religious and pious of him. But the text condemns him. The prophet of God comes and says, you have acted foolishly. And he has. He is a minister in God's kingdom. He is ordained, but he is ordained the king. The king is an office in the church, and the king has very specific things to do for God's church, but leading the people in worship is not one of them. And this is so serious in God's eyes that Samuel says now on the, on the, the charge book, when God acts in judgment against you and pulls the kingdom away, this is what you're going to be charged with, this wickedness. Secondly, I would point out that Saul, when defending his actions to Samuel, said, I felt compelled to do this. We often speak in such a way. My my hand has been moved by someone else. Uh, I am compelled by circumstance. This doesn't really hold any water before the face of God Almighty. If you are compelled to do something, it means that something has a hold of you and you are no longer a free man. A fear, a passion, a a zealotness has grabbed hold of you and you are no longer loving the Lord your God with all your mind. You are in the grip of passion and in scripture that's never good. Even the emotions are subject to the mind And the mind and the emotions are subject to Christ and his law. If you are acting from compulsion, you are a slave and out of control. And that is what Saul is. And then finally, my third point for this brief commenting, Saul is in the grip of fear. He is watching his people be afraid and they are melting away from him. 
He is afraid of the outer circumstance. And honestly, most of us in his shoes would feel the same way, and we have a very hard time blaming him. But in Scripture, fear is not of the essence of faith. Faith is trust in God, that God will do his will, and God will see his kingdom through. And Saul is in the grip of fear. And we are tempted to be sorry for someone who is terrified. We are tempted not to sit in judgment of them, but to rather calm them and tell them it will be okay. That is a good thing to do, but in Scripture, fear is the opposite of faith. Saul is acting out of fear, and he doesn't have faith, and it leads to his utter destruction.